Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got a real special guest in the studio today, Mr. Thomas Squires, Tennessee Tech legend from a couple years back. Um, All-American, all-OVC, you know, just a, a very rewarded career here at Tennessee Tech. And, I, you know, I've been wanting to get you on the show. You live in Cincinnati. Yep. So other than doing a phone, you know, interview, I had to really pick and choose. Pleasure to have you in finally. You've been on my list for a long time, but welcome to the show, Thomas. P- pleasure being here. Uh, thanks for, for having me, Sam. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's actually uh, been a kind of long time coming. Uh, I've all, always enjoyed coming back to Tech. Regardless of whether it's football or golf or just visiting, this is this has kind of been a second home since I decided to uh, play ball here years ago. This this yeah. will always be home. We're gonna talk about that a little bit too, but uh, okay. you got you got a little competition on this. Number one, your son, you know. So I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm rating you against how he did. he did pretty good, and then uh, Gerald Brown has been doing a little trash talking because he was on about a month oh, ago. Oh boy. And uh, we had so much to talk to him about, we had to do part one and part two. So <laughs> I don't so, know if I got that much that, to talk that's about. A, that's the first thing. Are you going to make it a part two? So we, we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, Gerald, Gerald will love that. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks around here know who you are and uh, have some experience uh, for a lot of friends around this area from your time at Tennessee Tech. But, you know, this, this podcast, broadcast goes out all around the world. So there may be somebody out there you know, that don't know you. So uh, let, let's introduce them to Thomas Squires Jr. and where you grew up, a little bit about your family. I uh, was, was, was a lucky guy. I grew up in the eastern part of North Carolina, a uh, small uh, town called Florence, North Carolina. I grew up in a small, I call it a small fishing community, uh, but it was more farming. Uh was lucky enough to uh, and be blessed enough to have my grandparents and parents, and a, and a lot of aunts and uncles. Um, as, as a child, I spent most of my time running around uh, emulating a lot of sports legends. I always wanted to play ball, but I also uh, grew up farming, worked in tobacco, corn, soybeans, wheat, you name it. I had an opportunity to have one of those childhoods where hard work was, was valued. It was one of those things that we were taught. Uh, and in church on Sundays, if you if you didn't get up and go to church on Sundays, you couldn't play any sports during the the, the week or the weekend. I uh, had a, an opportunity as I got into uh, elementary school. Uh, I figured out that and uh, growing up around a lot of boys, there were a lot of a lot of young men in my my community, a lot of a lot of cousins. Because mm-hmm. most of the, the people I lived around were family, and uh, we had some pretty good sized families. And uh, competition started off early for me. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of boys, and everybody wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of times it it got it got heated. But I learned a lot uh, during those times. I learned what I was made out of, it and I learned what I wanted to do as a as an adult. Um, we played a lot of sports. We played baseball, basketball, football, and we even got out on the highway and we would race one another. But we would we would find something to do. Um, and as I moved into elementary school, I had the opportunity to start playing organized sports. So needless to say, flag football was uh, my first uh, venture into football and kind of my first love. Um, we didn't have tackle back then when I played. And uh, I think uh, Lee Horton was my uh, flag football wow. coach. Uh, my first football coach actually was a, 
a North Carolina Highway Patrolman. His name was, uh, we called him Jimmy Howard. His name was James Howard. I always remember him because he would always stop my dad for, for driving too fast. So, <laughs> we we got to know him really well. He was he was my uh, because he was of my, that. yeah he was my first football coach, and uh, I learned I learned a lot from him. Uh, he kind of drove me, and then there was there was Lee Horton, who who coached me as a as a small small kid. Uh, until I got into organized sports, which was uh, into uh, junior high, where at the time I competed for the quarterback slot. Believe oh, wow. it or not, I didn't know that. <laughs> competed against one of my uh, rivals. I called a guy named James Moore. He, he, we're really good friends today. We grew up together, and he and I kind of fought it out for the <laughs> for the quarterback spot. Uh, and as I moved from junior high into um, freshman in high school, Coach Fisher was my uh, Freshman uh, high school coach, I guess he saw something in me from a defensive standpoint to where uh, when I first started playing as a freshman, I, I played linebacker. We played a 43. Needless to say, we had a really good team. Uh, we ended up going undefeated as a freshman. It's probably the first undefeated team I'd ever played on. We're talking to Thomas Squires, former linebacker at Tennessee Tech University, and a good one. And just continue right on, Thomas. And uh, we didn't lose a, didn't lose a game. So as a uh, Freshman, I moved into sophomore, and I was playing starting high school football, mm. and I played tight end. Believe it or not, so I was a tight end uh, as a, as a sophomore. Uh, coach Mike Twitchell was the high school football coach at the time, uh, and as guys, there, we had some really good athletes, and we had some really good running backs and ball players. So as those guys moved out of high school, and I moved into my junior year, they for some reason put me at running back. I had a pretty good year. Uh, as a running back, as, as a junior, I ended up with about 900 yards, uh, played linebacker on defense. And as I moved into high school as a senior, I was the starting running back for the high school and starting linebacker. And needless to say, I had a pretty pretty good season. I ended up with uh, 2,300 yards my hmm. uh, senior year. That's, and, that's pretty uh, good. And uh, <laughs> I think I was – Ninth in the state and ended up probably 15th or 20th in the state in tackles. And I went to a 2A school at the time. When I left high school, I really didn't think that I would end up in college because for me, I didn't take, high, I didn't take school as serious as I should have until the, the last minute. Okay. And, and, and which is why I emphasize to my kids how important it is to, to get your studies and do your grades because I goofed off and almost missed the chance. So Coach Monk, and my mother talked me into not going into the military mm-hmm. and going to a two-year school. And if I didn't like it, I could get a, a degree after two years. But they were a lot smarter than I was because they knew Man. once I got into school to play football that I would be hooked. Ball would hook. Yeah, and, and I, I did get hooked. I um, ended up going to Chowan College up in Murfreesboro. At the time, it was a two-year mm-hmm. college. And uh, Jim Garrison mm-hmm. was the coach. He had been there for years. Uh, needless to say, he was a pretty good ball player in his own right. He was All-American at Garner Webb. Mm-hmm. Probably held every record there was for them for a long time. And he had been at Chowan, I think, almost 25, 30 years already by the time I got there. Uh, when I got as, – as you leave high school, you, you think you're a pretty good player <laughs> until you get to the college level. Mm-hmm. And the day – I still tell the story to some friends of mine. The day I stepped out on the field and my dad and my uncle dropped me off, there were 400 
and 50 guys out there wow. for 110 spots. I'd never seen anything like it. And when I watched these guys, we were all running 40 times, and you like to think you were fast in high school. And I looked out, and I saw some of the guys from Texas and Florida and California, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be tough. This is probably going to be one of the toughest tests I've ever had as, a, as an athlete. So um, practice started the following day, or, or should I say drills. And uh, during that time, you practice three times a day. <laughs> so we had, we had three workouts a day. And uh, I really didn't understand why we did it, but as the week went on. You were getting rid of people. Yes. There were people. I could hear dorm room doors closing <laughs> in the middle of the night, and, and those, those numbers were <laughs> willing themselves down. So after the first week, I, uh, I survived hmm. the first week, and I was still there. Had a chance to go home, and I think I scared my mom when I walked in the door. Because when I left uh, the first week, I was 190 pounds. When I returned home that following week, I was 212 pounds. So she was kind of freaking out, going, what in the world? But it was the fact that I had never used certain muscles in my body in high school. I mean, you didn't have the strength training programs that you had as you move on to the next level. And uh, I had gotten a lot bigger. Uh, uh, I walked up, I walked in as a defensive back. Hmm. And uh, in a week, I went from 190 to 212. And when I returned for the second week, defensive back coach kind (laughs) of looked at me and went, well, I think you'd be better served with the linebackers. So It's not going to (laughs) work. It ain't going to work. So I got moved over to the linebackers. Let me, let me let me touch on a couple of things. Okay. I want to hit I want to hit on the grade thing because you know back in the day, as you remember, <clears throat> a place like uh, LSU, Tennessee, you know they they could get a two point kid in sometimes, yeah. and he could survive. You know, at a university, nowadays it does not work that way. You, you high school athletes have to have to have a good grade point average, a good ACT score to even get an opportunity. So knowing that you you said you clowned around a little bit, in your mind what was going on there? Did, did you just didn't think you would have an opportunity to play or you weren't even worried about it at that time? I don't – Sam, I don't think I was really worried about it at the time until it was too late. Mm-hmm. F- for me, it's not that I couldn't do the work. School, my mind was, was sports, sports, sports. And, and I forgot about the other aspect of it academics and that's equally as important if not more important and when i realized that it was it was too late because there were universities and colleges that wanted me to come but grade wise i was not ready you know um they didn't want to spend the time and resources on someone they wasn't sure was ready to apply themselves and to be quite honest with you I think the junior college route was probably the best route for me because it gave me the opportunity to to figure out there's more to it than just sports. So going the junior college route, I developed study habits. You know, I had to go to class and, and, and get those grades up. And to me, that was probably one of the most important segments of my, uh, my, my, my athletic career. It was those two years that I actually was able to build – or build a brand that someone would want. Right. And, and, and to me, that was critical. 
So I got, I got another question on that, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll talk a little bit more. We're talking with Thomas Squires, TTU football alumni. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Again, we got Thomas Squires Jr. in the house. Florence, North Carolina native, came to Tennessee Tech a while back, became an all-star linebacker for the Golden Eagles. Thomas, we were talking about, uh, you know, you your pathway through high school and, and into college and, you know, self-described yourself in, in high school as, you know, kind of messing around until it got a little, until you figured out you could play or have an opportunity to play and then tried to get on the right track, but it was a little bit too late, which led you down to basically down to a JUCO, which ended up being a great thing for you. But what if if we got young student athletes out there who, you know, are playing ball, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, they're in the ninth grade, you know, they're getting a little bit of varsity time, thinking they're going to be able to start the next year. What advice would you give them coming into that situation? It's important to take school seriously, especially in the ninth grade. Um, and I know as a young man, the only thing you think about is sports and making sure that, that you're starting. But your academics is actually where it, where it all starts because if you don't work hard, even though you're a great athlete, no one's going to take you seriously. The academics is actually the, the key or the ticket to getting that opportunity to play collegiate ball if you want to. And, and it's also important – in terms of, of 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 making you a well-rounded and and better prepared to to step into that role as, as a student athlete, because once you get to college, you don't have a lot of opportunities to develop those study habits. Mm-hmm. You need to start developing those in the ninth grade, and developing that that schedule. It's it's like I I tell my own kids, college and high school is is time management. You have to lay out and manage your time, especially from an academic standpoint, so that you can cover all those subjects and all those items and you have that time. Once you figure that time management out, stepping into college, you'll be, you'll be prepared for that. It's, it's, it's extremely important to develop those, those study habits before you even dream of playing collegiate football because once you get at that point, your time is not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you, it belongs to the university that you chose. I mean, you are a representative of the university. And when you get there, they're going to expect you to be uh, ready to grow up and be that student athlete and not have to watch and monitor and make sure 
that you're doing what you're supposed to go do. Go to class. That's right. <laughs> uh, they will give you all the help you need. I haven't been to a, a school that, that hasn't. But at the same time, you don't have your parents to stand there and say, hey, have you done your homework? Have you did this? Have you finished your math? You have to develop those skills in high school, which is why it's important to start at the ninth grade and start developing those habits. So when those scouts and those people come around to talk to you, they will look at your grades and they will know, yes, this, this young man or young lady is serious about being a collegiate athlete. It's, ha- it's half the battle. It right? is half the battle. Half the battle. It is half the battle. And I got, I got to confess, I was a lot like you in high school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when, when you get into Tennessee Tech, like, like both of us did, Dolores Wheatley, yes. for me, was the person who kind of sat me straight. And she did some, some harsh mom talking to me and said, hey, if you don't get with it, you're not going to be here. I, I can help you, and I can, you know, help you with your study skills and all that, but you got to put forth the effort. And, and uh, when she said that, it was like yeah. almost worse than my parents because, I mean, that, that's one lady we all respected. Junior College did it for me. Yeah. I can tell you. When I walked in and saw the athletes, and I do mean there was a lot of guys that were much better players than I were. And when I walked in and I saw that, and when I figured I wanted to stick around, that's when the light switch mm-hmm. went off and said, hey, you know, it's time to get serious. And, and my reward at the end of that was there were 10 schools lined up mm-hmm. to, to offer me a scholarship when I was done with junior college. But that happened because I changed my mindset and I changed the way I approached uh, school and approached playing ball. I put the two together and said, hey, I can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. So once I did that, those doors opened. We're talking to Thomas Squires, former linebacker at Tennessee Tech. Thomas, that, that kind of takes us to uh, your opportunities, you know, after JUCO and a um, little bit about your time in JUCO. You ended up being on the linebacker side, so you became a defensive player. I mean, your height in JUCO was your six, what, six three, six two, six six two. Six two, two and yeah. probably about what two twenty five at that I, time. I was about two twenty. As a freshman, I got up to wow. about about, about two twenty. Um, now, as a freshman, I played on the kickoff, mm-hmm. and that just tells you how deep the, the schools were. I was number, I don't know, I think I was number four on the depth chart mm-hmm. at Willie linebacker, and I got a chance to travel because I was on kickoff team. I had to make some teams so I could special play. Teams. I was on special teams, and I played extremely well. Special teams came back as a as a sophomore, and, and I tell a lot of people I did not start as a sophomore. Mm. We were still that deep. I was number two on a depth chart when we came back. Now I got a lot of playing time, but I, the guy in front of me name was David Ivy. I still remember his name. And uh, after the second game, he got injured. He injured his his his, his uh, thigh. That pushed me up into the, the starting spot. Well, needless to say, I had a heck of a ball game that game. We played uh, Woody Cranford's old team, Lee oh McCray. Oh, my gosh, Lee McCray. Yes, and uh, they came to Chawan. Uh, that day, I ended up with 22 tackles that mm. day. I had 10 assists, 10 unassisted, and two quarterback sacks. That's got to be player of the game. So it was. <laughs> so once I did that, I never relinquished that spot. I was able to start every game after that, and it ended up getting a scholarship to take. That's what's amazing. You know, 
that had to be a lot of talent on that that JUCO team. We were loaded, vying for, for positions. If you weren't even starting yourself, I was not starting. We, we 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 were loaded. Needless to say, right. um, and I got an opportunity to make all conference and play in the junior college all star game for the wow. East Coast. Uh, there were nine guys off of our squad that that were invited, mm. and I was one. And uh, that also helped from an exposure standpoint. Because at the All-Star game, there was every university in the United States there. Mm-hmm. And we were going through drills. And, I mean, you've got guys, hey, I want to talk to you. And you you lined up talking to folks. And, uh, the, like I said, the door opened when I decided to become not just an athlete but a student athlete. So Tennessee Tech became – you had several schools um, that were wanting you to come and play there um, two more years. Yeah. Uh, I think – you probably get a red shirt year in there if, if need be. Yep. So a possibility for three, but definitely yep. uh, two definitely more years two. there. Yes. So when did Tennessee Tech come in the mix? Oh, Tech was there. Um, I think I've met those guys at the All Star game. Uh, Dick Bumpus. Oh yeah. Was uh, the defensive coordinator, and uh, he came and watched. And after the ball game, I think he called me. From a recruiting standpoint, I don't think anybody could have done any better. Mm. You know, I would be walking across campus. He'd show up. I'm like, what are you doing here, Coach? Uh, I was North Carolina State, East Carolina, uh, Tennessee Tech, Austin P, uh, University of New Mexico. Uh, there were several that I don't even remember. It was a bunch of schools. But the, the top three were, were um, Tech, uh, Austin P. East Carolina and um, North Carolina State. I, I really want to dive into that a little bit more because <laughs> I'm learning a lot today. I mean, I've known you for a long time. didn't know any of this, so okay. pretty cool. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Thomas Squires, Tennessee Tech football alumni. Be right back. We're back with Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Thomas Squires Jr. in the house today. Talking about him growing up in football and uh, – Really, just starting to get into uh, Tennessee Tech coming into the picture. Um, so you're you're getting recruited. You you had several schools that were wanting you to come play for them, and uh, you mentioned the top three. And the first one you mentioned was Tennessee Tech. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about you know the coaching staff that you walked into at that time was led by uh, Gary Darnell. You mentioned Gary Darnell's name in in open conversations around the country, and you know people will tell you he's one of the best defensive coaches that they know. Um, he's been at the big schools. He's had very successful records as a as a defensive coordinator and even as a head coach uh, after he uh, left Tennessee Tech. I think Michigan, uh, it was uh, Western Michigan, I believe. Yeah, he went to Western Michigan. Yeah, that he went to. And Florida. They, they did real good. You know? Notre Dame. So we kind of kept track of him. He went to Wake Forest when yeah, he left here. Yeah, that's right. As a defensive right. coordinator. Yeah, uh, sure coach did. Darnell recruited me. Okay. So I was in high school when he started recruiting me, and then he left, and Jim Raglan uh, took over that job, and, and that's that's how I got to Tennessee Tech. I really like Coach Darnell, and I could tell in my conversations with him that he definitely, he definitely knows what he was doing. Probably didn't have the records that he would have liked when he was here at Tennessee Tech the short time he was here. You know, that staff that he put together, uh, you mentioned some of those names, and, and they have been high-level – College coaches. football. Yes. You know, so give me some thoughts behind when you were here and, you know, why maybe it wasn't as successful as, as they wanted it to be. I think that in any organization, when, when you're a leader, you have to trust the people 
that you put around you to, to make the right decisions. I think that Coach Darnell wanted to win or we wanted to win so much that sometimes from a decision-making standpoint, we stepped in and made decisions that weren't always the right ones at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he had a staff that I we felt like could, could make the right calls. That, throw some names out. I want the people to know who we had, we had Dennis. I think Franchoni. Franchoni was Franchoni. there. Who went to Alabama? Yep, Franchoni. We had we had Co- Coach Drake was was the defensive coordinator. Uh, no, Dick because Dick Bumpus, Bumpus left before I got here. Mm. He took the job at the University of Tennessee as a defensive coordinator. There you go. <laughs> so so Coach Drake was here and uh, Coach Raglan. I mean, there were a lot of really good coaches. And I'm thinking one from that's down at TCU. Uh, yep, Gary Gary Patterson. Patterson. Yeah. Patterson. He was a grad assistant at yeah, the time. Yeah, he was a grad assistant, assistant at That's the time, right. and, and we had we had we had I think we had the best strength coach I think I had in football ever. Yeah, and Jack Williams. Yeah, and yeah. so the program and the coaches and the people were here. Is 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 my? I, I think that when we got into ball games, that we tended to not trust the decision making mm-hmm. and if you don't trust the decision making the game plan that you you set up to, to use it doesn't it doesn't work you know you have to you have to trust and trust your coaches and I think I think that's what hurt us a little bit I mean in terms of talent we, we had the talent mm-hmm. we, we definitely had the talent we just had we needed to make the decisions these are the people that we're going to go in and, and and fight with and try to win with, and, and we need to stick to that. We, we were too much back and forth. You know, you, you've got to get a, give a kid an opportunity. If he makes a mistake, you you got to stick with him. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that. If a person makes one mistake, we were we would pull him or we would change him. And you can't win ball games, and the and the, t- the team won't have confidence in you. Mm-hmm. They won't believe that you know what you're doing if you do that. And I, and I think a lot of our, our ball games, we were like that. He 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 definitely had the eye for the talent. Yes. You, you you know, Coach Raglan came in and uh, he, he ended up redshirting several uh, players his first year, and and that was a tough year, you yep. know, for the Golden Eagles. But yep. you know, had something in mind, and and uh, gosh, I think I was lucky enough to come in at that time, and uh, I was what you would call a Prop Forty Eight kid at that time. I lacked uh, like half a credit in social studies. It was an oversight, right? And so I I had to be redshirted. Yep. And, but it was the best thing ever, happened, thing to ever happened to you. Yeah, because I, I got to hang out with you guys <laughs> and, right. and uh, practice with you, and work, if you want to call it working out, work, work out with you guys. But uh, that, I mean, that was the best thing ever pra- happened to me. Practice was tough. Practice was tough. It was tough. Yeah. We we made it tough. We were. Jack was not easy on us, and when we got on the field, we were not easy on the remainder of our teammates because we wanted to play and we could. Yeah, Burt Brown would, would tell you a yeah. lot of stories about <laughs> about that because he was a scout team quarterback yeah, a couple scout times. scout team quarterback. When y'all were out there. But, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that you know, that season, I Raglan's second year, we, we had a pretty good year and dangerous. You know, had a pretty good defense, really good offense, a lot of athletes at the positions. And that was the first real step, you know, for Coach Raglan, getting the team moving in the right direction. What do you take away from your years – at Tennessee Tech as far as being a football player. I know you have a whole lot of pride in the program. Your your son has ended up coming to Tennessee Tech and yep. had a really good freshman year uh, here last year. So uh, what is it about Tennessee Tech that attracted you and, and, and even now? Out of all the schools I visited, I got smart and started looking at the graduation rate. Hmm. Tech's graduation rate, if I remember the numbers, for the athletes was something like 97-4. It's how we ended up choosing Tech. Wow. And I could have went – I actually – when I got here, I could have went to UT, but I didn't. Did your mom have anything to do with that? 
looking nope. at that graduation rate? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit. They didn't want me to come way out here, but it, it was important. But for me, you know, Coach Bumpers did call me and said, hey, you know, I'm moving on to UT. I would like for you to come down here. And we had that conversation, and I was like, well, Coach, I committed to, to Tech. You know, they gave me the initial opportunity. Thanks, but no thanks, because mm-hmm. I told them I didn't think it was right for me to come here, that this university offered me a scholarship, and then I up and jump ship and go down to Knoxville. I'm which sure is how Coach Bumpus really which, thought a lot which, of Which it. is how I ended up staying here and not going anywhere. You can't blame him for asking you. Yeah, you know, no, because. I don't, you know, because he recruited me, mm-hmm. and he left before I got here. So that's that's to me, that's just a natural mm-hmm. order of things. Tech gave me my opportunity, and I just – at the way I was raised, it just wouldn't be right for me to pick up and leave and, and, and not honor the scholarship that they offered me. Your, your time at Tennessee Tech, it, it probably wasn't win-loss-wise as good as you wanted it to be, but what were the good points that you took away from being here at Tennessee Tech besides the great education you got? It was a win for me for the simple fact of, of all the players and coaches that I had an opportunity to play with and learn from. You know, a lot of people look at their careers, wins and losses. I look at mine as a, as a huge win because I'm sitting here now having a conversation with one of my teammates who I was able to help as a freshman when they came in to play ball. That, that is the win for me. Uh, it, is, it is the guys like Patrick and, 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 and Goody and Eddie, Eddie Hayward, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Brown, uh, Mike Thornton, you know, that is the win for me is being able to leave and look at these guys and what we've done since we've stepped away from Tennessee Tech. These guys are all graduates. They, they all graduated from, from, from the university. They're doing amazing things in, from their, their personal lives. Uh, and to me, it was a, it was a huge win. Uh, and I look back at the fact that I was, was able to become an All-American. I mean, don't, you don't ever expect it, but it, it happened. To me, those, those are the wins. And, and a couple, this past year, I mean, I was inducted into the, uh, the Hall of Fame. In, in, my, in my wildest dream, I <laughs> never thought that that would have ever happened to me. And it did. And, and especially to me, it's special to me because it op- hopefully it opens the doors for other junior college players who came here and those guys who had to go to junior college route first mm-hmm. to get here. Hopefully it opens the opportunity for them to also one day sit there or be inducted. Yeah, that that's special. And, you know, I, I'm with you there. Wins and losses, uh, you know, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. And, and it, it, it can always be better. You know, if, if you win nine games, you want to win ten. Right. You know, it, it, that doesn't matter, but uh, – but what do you take away from those wins and right. losses? That, that's, that's the important thing. Got, got, got two more okay. left for you. I'm going to get to the easy one first. Okay. So you've been in sports your whole life. You're a very successful business person right now. Um, what were the takeaways from sports that allowed you to be successful in your job? That drive. Don't quit. It's that drive. If it's when things are not going the way you want it to go, you figure it out. It's that drive. You don't, you don't stop. You don't say, well, you know what, I can't do this. No. It's, it's that drive that says keep going, keep keep working, keep looking, keep keep digging, you know, because during your professional career, everybody wants to, to climb the ladder. Everybody has goals, and if you don't get there, it's that old saying, if first you don't succeed, mm-hmm. try, try again. 
football was that for me. You know, playing with my cousins in the yard, getting knocked down. Don't stay there. Get up. Never, never stop. It's always that drive. And, and the desire to always, to always, to me, I won't say always win, but to always succeed. Because mm-hmm. you can't succeed if you're not trying. Yeah, and all so, you can control is what you do. That's so. right. All right, last, last uh, topic of discussion. So, you know, Devin, I had Devin on a couple of weeks ago, and he came in here and we, we just, you know, started doing a little bit of comparison, you know, <laughs> first years at Tennessee Tech. And, you know, I, I got to say, Devin had a pretty good year. You know, you ended up being an All-American, All-OVC and all that. And uh, Devin's kind of done some of that in the first year. So uh, his future looks bright. And, and you know, he was he was kind of talking a little bit about that. Okay. <laughs> My my thing with uh with 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 my son and and I've I've been blessed to watch him play and coach him as a toddler, all the way up through uh, until he got into junior college. He has a lot of talent. Uh, he has a lot of ability. He has a drive. For me, I'm I'm kind of sitting back waiting for him <laughs> to put it all together, because as a ball player and I watch Devin, Devin is capable of believe it or not of much more than what you're seeing. And I'm not just saying that because he's my son. I've, I've watched him, and I coach him, and I know what his abilities are. What I'm waiting for is the light switch mm-hmm. to go off so that he knows how good he can be, and he starts working towards that. Well, based on the freshman season, if that ever clicks and, and gets better than it is now, it's going to be something special. So. I'm definitely hoping that's going to happen. So am I. <laughs> Thomas, thank you for your time. We, we're going to definitely do a part two. So okay. Gerald probably listening out there when this plays. So, Gerald, we're going to do a part two, even though you said he wouldn't make it to part two. <laughs> we're, we're going for it. So appreciate your time. Last-minute calls. So I appreciate you showing up today. All right, Thomas, thanks a lot. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate it.